In the previous episode of Better Mind, Better Life podcast, I said that there are four ways we need and use resilience. And to make those a little easier to remember, I use the acronym GRIT. G, grow up. R, remain steadfast. I, invert the pain. And T, thrive, not just survive. But to do any of these, we need more resilience. And the first step is what authors and professors Karen Rivich and Andrew Chate call learning your ABCs. One thing I really, really like and appreciate about the research from Rivich and Chate is that they say the very heart and soul, the foundation of resilience, is the simple realization that our emotions and behaviors are created not by events themselves, but how we interpret those events. So let me say that one more time. Our emotions and behaviors are created not by the events themselves, but how we interpret those events. Now that's right in line with what I shared with you in episode 53, the brain process that can build or destroy resilience. Essentially trying to summarize the research by Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett on how emotions are constructed in real time based largely on our beliefs or what she calls concepts. So this skill of learning your ABCs is what Rivich and Chate say will lead you to a greater understanding of the recurrent situations in which you are least resilient. In a nutshell, ABCs stand for adversities, beliefs, and consequences. Adversities are events that precipitate a reaction from us. Beliefs are the concepts in our brains about those adverse events. Consequences are what we feel and do in response to the event. Now, most of us believe that adversities lead directly to emotional and behavioral consequences. In other words, the A leads to the C. When something good happens, we experience a positive emotion. When something bad happens, we experience a negative emotion. But as logical as that seems, it's just not accurate. In fact, it's not, say Ravitch and Chate, the events that happened to us that cause our feelings and behaviors. It is our thoughts or beliefs, the bees, about the events that drive how we feel and what we do. For example, you're not angry because your spouse failed to do something around the house. You're angry because you interpreted this failure as a violation of your rights. And that interpretation led to the creation of an anger emotion. So let's take a look at each of these, the ABCs. A, adversity. This is what pushes your buttons. Now, if I were to ask you to tell me three things that really seem to push your buttons, chances are you could do that fairly easily. Certain events really seem to rob us of grace. Technology glitches can really make me lose my mind, especially if I'm already under stress or if enough of those glitches happen in a short span of time. Now, I don't use foul language, but I certainly emit foul signals when that button gets pushed. And I can probably name on one hand the number of times in my life that I've ever been angry enough to want to punch another human being. But I couldn't possibly calculate the number of times I've wanted to commit acts of violent horror against a computer. Suffice to say, if I live long enough to see the age of robotic AIs or androids walking around in human-like form, 
I could probably be in for a world of hurt unless I can conquer my response to that adversity. So the first step in the ABC skill is to identify the adversities that challenge your resilience. And when we're confronted with our button-pushing adversities, we tend to get derailed in our thinking, and our thinking gets muddy, and our rational, analytical, problem-solving abilities seem to just shut down. So take some time today to think about the things that push your buttons and write them down. Look for any patterns in your adversities. Do you feel stuck in certain emotions? When you take a look at your list of adversities, do they share any features? You want to try to identify the thread that connects as many of them as possible. Now, this is going to give you some insight into why these particular adversities, but not others, seem to get under your skin. B. These are your beliefs about the adverse context. In their book, The Resilience Factor, Rivich and Chate give the example of a tense workplace encounter. A colleague barges into your office and starts raking you over the coals about something. So how do you react? Now, if the world operated from A to C, we would all respond pretty much the same way to this adversity. But that's clearly not the case, right? Some people yell back. Some immediately begin apologizing, even if they don't understand what they supposedly did wrong. Some will turtle up and start looking for a way to get out quickly. You may even have a different kind of response. The key to using a scenario like this is to not allow yourself to censor your imagined response. So it isn't about what you would want to tell others you would think or feel or do, but what would you really think or feel or do? Oftentimes, our raw, uncensored beliefs are so fast that they just seem to operate outside of our awareness. But they nevertheless determine how we feel and what we decide to do in the midst of an adversity or a challenge or a new experience. Those seemingly automatic beliefs place us squarely on a specific emotional and behavioral trajectory. So, If we want to improve our ability to respond to adversity, we have to learn how to listen to what we're saying to ourselves when the adversity occurs. The more you become attuned to your beliefs, the easier it will be for you to master the other skills of resilience. So, back to my technology example, what are the exact conceptual beliefs that cause me to overreact to tech glitches? So for me, maybe, just maybe, spending a lifetime watching sci-fi and seeing a single narrative played out thousands of times has been wired into my brain. What narrative, you ask? Simple. Technology is always thought of as the savior of mankind and then ultimately betrays and tries to kill us. So it's possible that the well-worn trope has become a belief for me and I've already started to think of tech as being purposefully glitchy just to irritate me and test me like I'm just a lab rat living in the computer's world. I'm only sort of joking because if it's true or accurate, well, that's just sad and I probably really need to stop watching so much sci-fi. Rivich and Chate say that there are two primary categories of beliefs that are particularly important. Number one, causal or why beliefs, which are oriented on the past. Why did this happen? What caused the problem? And number two, implication or what next beliefs which are oriented on the future. So back to my tech trigger, 
If I'm asking why is this happening to me, I'm definitely blaming the technology or the creators of the technology, even though, admittedly, it's probably user error as often as not. If I'm asking what next questions, I could be fearing that the glitch could lead to a massive loss of work or data, etc. Either is a real possibility. The last of the ABCs is consequences. Consequences are feelings and behaviors. Your success and mine, whether we're talking about careers, relationships, education, health, whatever, is nothing more than a composite of our mood and behaviors. The difference between truly resilient people and everyone else is that resilient people are able to regulate their emotion and control their behavioral reactions so that they respond appropriately in any given situation. In his Nicomachean Ethics, Aristotle said, anybody can get angry. That's an easy matter. But to grow angry on the right occasion and with the right people and also in the right manner at the right times and for the right length of time, this is not what anybody can do, nor is it easy. And boy, was he ever right on that one. But my goal is not to never feel angry or sad or any other emotion. My goal is to have my emotions and behaviors be productive and appropriate for the context. So think about your in-the-moment emotions and reactions. Do you seem to get stuck in an emotional rut? On the behavioral side, do you find yourself repeating mistakes over and over and over again, such as procrastinating or coming on too strong or giving in too easily, despite the fact that these strategies clearly aren't working for you? There's a reason for that your beliefs. So the first step is to really start to pay attention to your beliefs, especially in and about adverse circumstances and situations. So there you have it. The first skill of resilience is learning your ABCs, adversities, beliefs, and consequences. But the key in that equation of sorts is beliefs. You have to take time to figure out what it is that you believe about adversities that cause you to react, that's the consequences, the way that you do. Only then can you start to change those reactions. Beliefs are the key. Remember, a better mind always leads to a better life. <laughs>